0: Well, hey, you. I am so glad that you're here. If you are listening in real time the week of September 4th, 2023, I have something special for you. I have two things for you, actually. Now, if you're listening in the future, then you can go ahead and skip the next 30 seconds. I don't want to waste your time. But if you are listening in real time, two things. One, it is my birthday week. Yay. I'm so excited about it. I'm turning 35. Feels like kind of a big milestone. And to celebrate that my marketing strategy sessions, which are usually $97, are only $35. This never happens. I've never done this before, but I just thought it'd be a fun little birthday idea. So you can book your $35 marketing strategy session anytime between now and Monday, September 11th. I am not marketing this anywhere except for the podcast and my email list. So if you want to be able to give that gift to somebody else, if you know that they need help with their marketing, nobody else is going to offer this kind of help this cheap ever. (laughs) Okay. This doesn't happen, but this is something I want to do for you guys. I wanted to give you something fun. So if you know of someone who wants to take advantage of this kind of offer, you can just share this podcast episode with them and let them know like, Hey, Brittany's doing this special that you might be interested in. Here's the podcast that shares more. And that way they can just go from the episode description. It saves them time too. And number two, I am hosting a free challenge this week, kind of also to celebrate, but also because I wanted to think of a way I could help you get results before you even ever pay me. I want all the free content delivered to you to be so practical and actionable that even if you never pay me a single dollar, you feel like you got some value from me. That's super important to me. So if you want to start a Facebook group and you have never started one. Or I should just say that you've never launched your own, because maybe you've done a collaborative group, maybe you've done something with other people, but you want to start and launch your own Facebook group your way. We're doing a free challenge this week. It's gonna be in my Facebook group, Social Media Magic, so if you haven't come and joined yet, go ahead and join us. If you're already in there, then you're good. I am gonna be using the Add everyone tag, so I'm just giving you a heads up right now. But if you wanna get your email notifications and all that for the group challenge, I also am doing some, some text message notifications, playing with that, and some other things. You can get that at the link in my episode description, or you can DM me on Instagram over at Brittany Verlunich, and I will point you to where to go. I can't wait to see you all this week, whether that's in the challenge, helping you launch your Facebook group, or a one-on-one private marketing strategy session with me for just 35 bucks. I feel so good about this deal, you guys. I was first starting my business in 2018. Nobody was offering anything like that. One-on-one coaching. These packages were $5,000, y'all. It was a lot, and I paid it. I paid it happily. Man, I wish I could give this more often to people who are in the newbie planning stage people who aren't really marketing off of tpt yet because it is so important i'm hoping i can save you a ton of time a ton of money a ton of wasted energy on courses that are really not going to help you move the needle because as you're going to hear in this episode too many sellers are spending too much time in the learning phase in the planning phase sometimes even in the talking about the work phase but they're not doing the work so we're going to come up with an action plan to help you do marketing that actually gets you subscribers and sales. And I'm gonna check in with you to see if you did it. You're gonna get accountability. And if that's not your thing, that's fine. Come to the free challenge in the Facebook group this week. I cannot wait to hear about the groups you're all launching. Hello and welcome to the Social Media Magic Podcast, the perfect podcast for TPT sellers, teacherpreneurs, and teacher business owners who consider themselves to be introverts. Each episode shares all kinds of ideas, tips, tactics, and strategies to help you make more sales and grow your community on social media. Without further ado, let's get on to today's episode. I'm live. Hello. Welcome or welcome back to the Social Media Magic Podcast. If you're listening and if you're in the group and you happen to catch this live, I know it's during the day. Some of you are working or maybe you're still at school, so you might not be able to. But either way, come and say hi. Ask your questions. I'm obviously in the group. Sarah's in the group. So even if you can't ask live, we'll come back and answer them for you. So just welcome to the show, Sarah. I'm glad you're here.
1: Thanks so much, Brittany. I'm super excited to be here. You've been on my podcast before, so I'm excited to be on yours. Yeah, And this I is love- so fun that we're doing it live. I've never done a live podcast episode. I love this idea.
0: Ooh, I get to be a first on podcasting for something. I feel like a <laughs> rebel or something. It's so cool. Yeah. I love live podcast or just live streaming because I think there's something that's really intimate about being able to talk to people in real time if they are there, in which I know it's a hard time of day for some of you. But I just think if you are thinking about how you want to show up I think that going live, it's funny because back in like 2017, 18, going live was the thing. Like everybody I knew was going live on Facebook, on profiles and pages. And funny enough, it's kind of making it come back. Like I'm kind of watching what people are doing. And like on Instagram, I'm seeing people go live again and it's actually getting some steam. So we could talk about strategy in a second, but first let me actually introduce Sarah in case you don't know her. (laughs) So she is from the podcast, Podcasting for Educators she just is such a wealth of knowledge. And what I love about you, Sarah, about her, if you're listening, is that she knows so much. She's super smart. She knows the tech and all that, but she makes it really accessible. It's really easy when we talk about marketing and different kinds of strategy things to make it seem like this lofty thing that's super hard, not achievable, not attainable. And I think you do a really excellent job breaking it down, making it simple and making it fun. Like I was digging into my data and I was so like, Don't want to do this. I put it off for the longest time, and then I went in. I was like, "Oh, that wasn't so bad. All right, like, okay, I can do this." You know. So I just want to say that I really appreciate that as a student of yours, as a listener of yours, and as someone who's also teaching things. So thank you for being that way. I appreciate it.
1: Oh my gosh! Thank you so much. You totally just made my day, and I love (laughs) to hear that data has been fun for you. I used to struggle with data too. I am like not a numbers person. I used to dread it, but I found ways to make it fun, and now I love looking at my especially my podcast numbers.
0: Yes, it can be really encouraging, especially when you've been putting in the work into something and with podcasting, especially although social media can be this way too. Sometimes you don't hear back from people and you just feel like you're putting things out (laughs) into the void. Maybe someone's hearing it or seeing it. And then you're just like, maybe they'll get back to me. I don't know. So I know, especially with podcasting, the data can be kind of a way to validate. Okay. This thing is working. I'm on the right track. So it's really good for you to have a podcast. And honestly, if you have a podcast, this is a good episode to listen to because today we're really going to be talking about ways to repurpose your podcast episode into social media posts one thing I see a lot with content is this overwhelm to feel being ever present. And we were actually just talking about that before the episode officially started recording. So first, I would love for you to speak to that. What is your opinion on that? Like, do we have to share our podcast episode every day? Oh, someone's watching. Hi, if you're watching, (laughs) say hi. So do we have to share something every day? What does that usually look like? Because I can see it being really overwhelming of like, oh my gosh, it's a struggle just to get the podcast episode out there. It's a struggle to just be on Instagram. And then like, how am I going to combine the two apps to learn something new Okay. So, so share your take on that. And what are some quick takeaways to make it maybe more doable?
1: Yeah, this is such a good question. It's something that I've definitely like thought a lot about over the last couple of years. I've worked on a lot of podcasts and then with having my own It's really like finding that balance of, do I really need to be showing up every day on social media? Do I have to be talking about my podcast every single day? And honestly, I do not think that you need to be. I know that a lot of times we really want, like you would probably think it'd be nice for me to come and like tell you this is the exact routine that you need to follow to share about your podcast. And I could do that. But in reality, I am a big proponent of really like leaning into the season that each of us as individuals are in. And thinking about the capacity that you have, like, I don't want to spend all day on social media. I know that you don't, and a lot of other people don't. For a lot of people, that's actually why they started their podcast is because they wanted to be able to connect with their audience and to build these relationships, but not be on social media 24 seven. And so I think that a, you need to think about like the time that you have and the mental energy that it takes for you to show up on social media. And there's so many different ways to show up. But I do not think that you have to be on social media, on like video every single day, talking about your podcast or making a reel five times a week about your podcast to be doing a good job of showing up for your Instagram or Facebook audience and making them aware of your podcast. There's lots of other things that you can do in like a smaller capacity that can still be really effective. Like I know, I'm sure a lot of people who are listening, maybe you're a mom or a dad. And the reality is we've got a lot of things going on. I mean, all of us do, whether you're a parent or not. And so I just do think that there are ways that you can be really intentional and like strategic with your time when it comes to sharing about your podcast on social media without being on there all the time.
0: I love that. And I also want to point to something you said, and I wish I could remember who you were interviewing, but I heard it and I was like, yes. And they were saying that creating the podcast content is different than promoting it. Yes. And who that was, I'm sorry. Jeremy, his name is Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was just like, yes, if I could just shout that, like that would be so important because people, you know, it's such a task, you know, when, especially if you're still in the classroom, like, oh my gosh, you're in the classroom. And if you're a parent, like you are super busy. Yeah. So just getting the podcast recorded, yes, and uploaded like that could be maybe that's all you can handle right now and if so that's all good like don't feel guilty about that. But I do think it's a really good thing to think about a podcast is as an asset that you have and that in itself may not bring people to you directly, right? Like maybe people will search the podcast app, maybe. <laughs> I can tell you it's just like TPT, right? Like I'm not going to trust a platform to bring traffic to me. So I have to look for ways to bring traffic to that thing. So you might've seen like a couple of reels and maybe I'll actually put one in the comments if you're in the Facebook group. So if you're not in the Facebook group, come join. So I'll make sure to put it in the comments so you can see a couple examples I've done where I've promoted the podcast with a reel and it's super simple. It's not even that fancy. Like you can set up your phone and record yourself video of you talking into the mic. Those are actually trending really well right now, really short clip reels. And even just talking about it, like in your stories, you don't have to even plan it. You just say, hey, guys, I just got done recording an episode with Sarah. You should definitely follow the podcast if you haven't already. Here's the link. Or if you want me to send you the link directly, send me a DM. I'll send it to you. Something like that. It could be super simple. So yeah, do you want to share maybe
1: some other ways that you have found really good about repurposing? I think you're really good at that. Oh, well, thank you so much. (laughs) I love experimenting with different things and seeing what works. And really, you have to have that mindset on Instagram because things are changing and you just have to see what works for you and your audience and the algorithm and all that. But I'm glad that you brought that up about like this idea of just having a podcast and just putting out episodes isn't going to necessarily like suddenly grow your audience. And there's definitely a difference of this idea of promotion Versus marketing your show. So promoting your show and marketing your show. And that really comes into play with the types of posts that you put on Instagram. So a lot of times when people start a podcast, you know, they're so, they're overwhelmed with all this stuff that comes after because you record your episode and you get it out. And then you're like, okay, I'm done. But then you realize, oh no, I actually have to like share about it and tell people about it. And so what a lot of people get in the habit of doing is just creating you know, having a template that they just update every single week that says new episode and it has the episode title, episode number, and that's it. And it's kind of just like the same post every single week, which is like, I get it. I think templates are amazing. And I think it's okay to use those. They have a time and a place because they're making people aware that you have a podcast but then there's other ways that you can really be marketing your podcast more effectively through different types of social media posts. So things like you can pull quotes from your episodes, especially with guest episodes. There tend to be a lot of like really meaty, inspirational quotes in guest episodes. I love to use a transcription software called otter.ai and I know AI is like the hot topic right now. So there's a million platforms out there that can give you a transcript for your episode. You just pop your audio in, it gives you a transcript, and that's a really great way to be able to go in and just pull some quick quotes or pull some things out to help you with your captions or to write a newsletter. I know that's not social media, but that is another great thing to do with your podcast. So quotes, I love doing carousel posts for Instagram because with most episodes, you know, I have an educational podcast. A lot of the people I work with are educators. And so there's typically some sort of teaching that you can pull out of your episode. So just if you think about your podcast as this macro piece of content, you're pulling out just these micro pieces. And just zooming in on one that you can share in some sort of teaching carousel post. Those tend to be really effective and tend to get some good engagement as well. I love this idea of like giving people a win on the platform that they're on. So instead of just saying, you know, maybe having your post, if it's a carousel post and just putting a quick caption, like go check out the episode. If you want to learn about this, like actually teach them something in that post, because If you're on Instagram, then that's where you have their attention right then and there. So, if you can teach them something or inspire them or entertain them in some way on that platform, then they're going to be more likely to convert to a podcast listener and come over because they like what they're learning from you or you're inspiring them or entertaining them. So, quotes, carousel posts, reels, of course, audio clips. You can do an audio clip. And there's, again, lots of platforms. I use something called Headliner. And you can just put the audio quote in, you can have different graphics that you use, and then people can hear just a little clip from your episode, share that in your stories, link it to your episode. Again, try and pull a quote that's, that's teaching something or that is, you know, hooking people in wanting them to go and listen to more of the episode. Let's see. Like you mentioned, Brittany, just hopping on your stories for 30 seconds and just saying, Hey, this new episode is out. I'm really excited for you to hear about it. I talk about X, Y, and Z. Let me know if you listened. Do you have any questions? Just something that doesn't have to be planned. You can do it You know, when you're pulling into your house. I do that all the time when I'm sitting in my garage, having that like five minutes of peace before I walk into the house. Just get on Instagram stories real quick. You already have the content. It's on your podcast. So just let people know about the new episode and that it's out. That's just a really quick, easy way. I love using in stories like the polls. So if you can pull a question out from your episode, like think about something that you covered in your episode. Can you turn it into a question? That's a great way, of course, for engagement on social media and also just to get feedback from your listeners as well. And then I know I'm rambling on, but another really fun thing to do if you do guest episodes, I love doing guest episodes. I think they're so fun. You can ask your guest if they're willing to do some sort of like collaboration post with you. So you guys could do a collaborative reel, or of course, it's easy to, you know, any static post that you do, you can add them as a collaborator, but doing something like a reel is really fun because it's usually very engaging. It gets people interested in the episode and then you're getting yourself in front of the guest's audience as well.
0: Love all that. And I was writing them down. I'll be sure to put them in the episode description and eventually the show notes too. The show notes is one thing that I know I'm supposed to do it. I'm not there yet. You know, that's my capacity. I'm like, can't do it right
1: now. And that's okay. Like that is so okay. I hear that from so many people. Like you can think of it in stages when you're ready, you can add show notes on.
0: Absolutely. And I wanted just to point a couple notes that think you said. The quick win. Oh my gosh, that is so important. Probably more now than ever. Yeah. We see there was this stat that came out that we see up to four thousand advertisements a day, which insane. is insane. Yeah, which I'm sure is even more if you are a full time, you know, business owner. I mean, I'm sure we're seeing even more just because we're getting more targeted at us. We're probably subscribed to some email lists. We're scrolling social media probably more than the average person. Yeah. So I just want to put that out there. Like we are exposed to so much. And I actually have been experimenting with a couple of my clients who have really big podcasts. So we've noticed when we do an audiogram, which an audiogram is a great place to start, by the way. If you're like, I'm not even sharing anything on my social media yet, share the audiogram from it. Let people know, at least let them know that you have a podcast, right? Because when they come to your grid, If they see, especially like a little bit of like your cover or the episode specific cover, but like, oh, podcast, I didn't know she had that. Yeah. And so that's just at least getting into their awareness. But what that also does sometimes, if someone sees like a logo or something, or if they get like originally, like listen to episode 169 or whatever, they kind of tune it out because it reads like an ad. So yeah, so you want to kind of be sneaky, and I don't mean sneaky in like a malicious way. I mean sneaky in like you want to lead with the value and then have that afterwards. So like in that real example, I'm gonna link it. I put in the podcast cover after I started talking a little bit about it because I didn't want for it to just be like a pitch for my podcast. I wanted to really show them why should they listen, right? And I try to remember that for everything. That's just a good marketing one on one. What's in it for me? It sounds so harsh, but that's just how it is, right? Like everybody's yeah. busy, everybody's strapped. Why should they go click off of Instagram? They're having a great time. They're scrolling, they're turning their brain off. Why should they go close the app, go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever, and then go look for your show? That's like, that's asking a lot of them in that moment. So I 100% agree, giving them a quick win right then and there. And then using your content to lead into the podcast. So, one way we did this, and this is something that we just started trying with the, with the last part, I'm to tell you. I'm super excited about this. So, we started taking video clips. Like, if you record on Zoom, I just go through the video now and I look for really like shareable moments. Like, oh, that's a good conversation starter, right? I'll take it, I'll do the video editing, turn it into a reel. And then I do another clip right after that, like one that follows up with that. And what I've been doing with the reel, because I've noticed that this specific client and everybody's account is so different, but this specific client, she has a really loyal following. So unlike other people who have people not following them, seeing their content, her followers are seeing her content because they're going and checking. So for her, what we're doing is on her reels, where we do that, we say, Hey, I have an extra clip for you. Check my stories for more. So she has a whole bunch of value. And then she's not asking them to get off the platform. You know, it's still an ask but it's not as much of an ask because it's like they're already there, right? Go click the stories. And then they get a little extra clip and that's before they even see a logo. There's no podcast logo or anything until the very end where it's like, listen to episode, whatever. And then there's the link in the story sticker. But just thinking about like what you can do to delay the ask as much as possible, whatever the ask is. And honestly, that's just like a sales tip in general. It's like the longer you can wait to pitch something, the more likely it's going to go well for you. I've noticed that with other industries and stuff too. Like, I think travel is a really good example because travel, I'm asking them to pay a lot of money, right? (laughs) Like this is, I'm not just asking them for three bucks on TPT. I'm asking them for like $1,500. Okay. (laughs) So there's, if you think about almost like dating, right? Like you wouldn't go and ask somebody to marry you right off the bat. You're like, I don't even know you. You would see it's like rude almost. Right. Right so you have to date a little bit like you know you have to woo them you have to show also that you're a legit person they need to do a background check on you first (laughs) on your socials so it's kind of like that so especially like the more expensive you have like if you're selling a course or a membership even though memberships aren't as expensive they have more resistance because you're paying something monthly and everybody's like especially right now with the Mm -hmm. economy everybody's like "Mm, i really don't want to pay another subscription right now so if you're doing that i really recommend delaying the ask for the sale as much as possible and really trying to meet people where they're at. If they come across your post, which is already a miracle because reach is lower than ever, you need to try to give them value where they're at. So I just love what you shared about that. You shared so much value already. Can you speak to like what your workflow is? So like when you're getting that, like do you do this after you record? Do you batch them all together? Do you do it one episode at a time? I'd love to hear more hmm. about that.
1: Yeah, there's so many different ways that you can structure this. Personally, I do all like batch recording first. And then it would be like recording, editing, show notes, uploading and scheduling. And social media is kind of like the last thing that I do. I was telling Brittany before I got on here, I do have some help with social media now. This is a pretty recent thing. And so once the podcast episode is scheduled, my social media manager will go in and listen to it and create some posts around that. So, but tip that I, Cassandra Foster, do you know Cassandra? A tip that she gave that I love, so, and I, podcasters, listen up, because this is super helpful. I use ClickUp for project management. I know there's so many different tools out there, but I use ClickUp. And so for each episode, we have the list of tasks that need to be done from recording to editing, show notes, all of that. But we always used to think of social media posts as something separate, like podcast, then social media But now we think of them together. So adding social media to those tasks that you have to do for your podcast really like helps you make that shift of, okay, I'm not done once my episode's scheduled. I need to figure out how I'm going to actually share about it is that next piece. And, you know, there's, like I said, there's so many different ways that you can structure how you go about those tasks. I know people who will sit down at the end of the month and batch everything out for the following month from recording to editing to promotional things. Whereas other people will batch the tasks. I also know people who will do like one week of straight recording. The next week is editing. The next week is show notes. The next week is promotional things. And obviously for that situation, you'd have to be like way ahead of schedule.
0: Yeah. I think it's good to share. And thank you for sharing that you have help too, because I yeah. think that's something that doesn't get included. Like I have help as well. And a lot of people are like, Oh, you do so much. And I'm like, yeah, cause I have help because there is no way yeah. I, I could do all of this that I'm doing. And I learned something new literally every single day that could make something a little better. So sometimes that isn't a VA. Sometimes it's an app or a tool, yeah. you know, and or something you can automate to make it more streamlined like there's even actually, I just discovered the clean voice app. Have you heard of that one? No, no. So it like helps to mix and master your episodes for you. It's not perfect. yeah. And, and you're an audiophile. So I'm sure that you'd probably be a little, Yeah. Pickier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but if you are like, if editing the episode, if it's like all these little micro tasks in the project are tripping you up, yeah. find the thing that's tripping you up. And then either, if you can't outsource it, automate it or do something so that it sounds a little better. I will say that I think it's better for audio again. So I would personally prefer to like normalize and compress all audio and stuff in the actual file itself because I'm also a little bit of a snob with that. But if you're just getting started, like start where you are. There's no shame in this. And I think that that's probably another thing that I feel like has come up in my uh, my podcast a lot is you have to know what's for you, what's not for you, and what's for you right now. Yes. There are many things that I come across, people I love to learn from. But I also have to be able to filter because nobody can do that for us, right? We have to be able to filter. This is great, but I am not ready for that yet. Like Facebook ads, I can't just can't look at it because I'm like, I know yeah. in the future that's going to be important, but where I am right now, not ready for that. So I think that's okay to know where you're at and there's no judgment, right? It's, it's all good. I love that. What are some like first steps? Like if someone wants to try this, like they have a podcast, they haven't really been sharing it because I know you shared like the carousel and things. What I often find is that like telling someone to post a carousel and then they're like, okay, but like, what do I put on the actual picture? And like, where do I go to get the picture? And like, or do you have any first steps for that? Like, do you have any templates that you recommend or that you really like to use?
1: Yeah. And I can send you, Brittany, like, I could even send you some example carousels that I've done for podcast episodes because I know it's really helpful to like actually see an example. But I love what you said before about not like don't make that first slide a picture of your cover art or something that says new episode, like hook them in. Like I think it was yesterday for my episode that went live this week. The first slide was a question. So you're hooking people in. I think it was like, do you ever feel like you're providing too much value on your podcast? And so that was the first slide. And it, if you have headshots, I mean, I think it's great to use headshots, but if not, I just pull stock photos from Canva. And I think that's fine. I also think for carousels, a great way to do them quickly is just to have one of your brand colors as the background and just have text on top like do not feel like every carousel post has to be this fancy design if you notice a lot of the carousels that end up being shared a lot or that go viral are very simple there a lot of them are like that tweet style it's really the message that you're sending and the text that you're putting on the carousel that is the most important but if you are getting photos i just typically what I do is I'll just get into Canva and I'll start with a Canva template and then I'll just kind of tweak it to match my branding and my style. I like things fairly simple. So some of the Canva templates are like a little too much for me. So I'll kind of like delete some of the background things, but Canva or creative market are great places to go. So that's kind of where I start, but you could have, you know, that hook on the first slide and then So if you have a question on the first slide, you're answering it on the second slide. And then maybe on the third or fourth slide, you're you're saying, this is what I talk about in this episode. And then in the caption, you can even elaborate further.
0: I love that you started with the question that you really answer in the episodes. I did listen to that this morning. And it's a really juicy question, right? It's like, ooh, am I giving out too much away? Like you want to listen and find out. Yeah. And like I was even going through my episodes, that's just good like SEO stuff, by the way, in general for titles Mm -hmm. and also for the hooks of your posts. So the first line that you have on Instagram specifically, and also on Facebook, you can think of it as like a snippet on TPT. It shows you like those first three lines or so, depending on how much text you have in there, that needs to get them to want to read the caption. So you can think of a post as kind of like a mini funnel, right? So they come across a post, if it's a video, am I gonna watch it, right? They're making all these micro decisions. Am I gonna watch this? Is it worth my time? Okay, I'll watch it. Am I going to keep watching it? Okay, I'm going to keep watching it. Ooh, do I want to read the caption? Do I want to keep scrolling? They have all these little micro decisions. So when you're setting up your post in such a way, and this takes so much time and practice and nobody gets it right 100% of the time, but it's just things to be thinking about. What are the different entry points that you can be kind of crossing the things over? You're already doing it for your podcast. So you might as well do it for your post. And I've been doing that more for titles too. Like even in the last week, I uploaded a ton of episodes at one time because I was kind of curious. Because I, I that saw summit. that I saw yeah. that I
1: did that. I've actually yeah. was meeting to ask you about that.
0: Yeah. So the reason I did it was one because I have the summit coming up, and I was like, people need to know this, and I don't want to wait. <laughs> so I put yeah. them all up. Yeah. But also data wise, I was curious to see which they would go to first. Mm-hmm. If I put them all up at one time, then I knew I could go back to the data and look again. Now I'm like. Can I and guess Dana. what
1: it was? Did, yes. did you already yeah. look? Okay. My guess yeah. would be that the one that got the most was the last one that you uploaded, like the one that shows up at the top of their list. No, actually, it wasn't that no. one. Oh, no. which one was it? It was how to hire a virtual assistant from
0: the Philippines and is it ethical? And oh, I think- Oh, so that's, that's a really question. good title. It's yes. a really good title. So the question was like, is it ethical? Am I yeah. doing the right thing? And yeah. should I do that? Yeah. So I think that was what got it. And. Those kinds of the, the stuff that works for your podcast is going to work on social media too, because yeah. people are people no matter where they are, right? They're interested when we build the intrigue. And also when you're creating content that, you know, people have either asked before like questions that they've asked before or questions, you know, they would have. And that is a question I've had before because I've worked with, and I don't know if some people might be wondering too, like, well, if you're a social media manager, why would you share about that? Well, I know that if someone is working with somebody for the first time and they have a certain budget that I can't serve them, that's fine, like it's gonna be better for them. They're gonna get somebody who they can work with, they can afford, they have a strategy, they're gonna pass it off versus someone who's ready to have like a full service strategy come in. So it's totally yes. fine with me. I don't see the competition there. And I pitch other people all the time. If someone who's coming on, actually we have a couple of social media managers coming on the podcast and they have slightly different specialties than I do. And it's totally fine. Like we could I'm all learn so from each I'm so with other. you.
1: I think yeah. collaboration is the best. So I love that you have that mindset. Thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs>
0: I feel like we've already covered a lot of ground. So like, but did you have anything that you wanted to add as far as tips for repurposing? Maybe just some like encouragement, because I know it can be a lot doing
1: everything like this. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I definitely have a few things. Number one would be like, if you are listening and you feel like you really haven't been sharing about your podcast very much on social media, I would make a goal for yourself to do like one post a week. Start with one post that is super valuable, that people are engaging, that people are hopefully going to engage with. Another great thing about these kinds of posts is that a lot of times what it will do is it will get people who are listeners of your podcast who have listened to your episodes to come and comment on the post, which is great validation for you to be like, oh, like people are listening. This is who's listening and they enjoyed it. People are more likely to give you that feedback through something like a social media post versus taking the initiative to like come and reach out to you. So start with one post. I think that that's super manageable for all of us. That's something that I think all of us can do and then build on from there. You don't have to have everything figured out and be doing, you know, Seven posts a week from the get go. I don't think you ever need to be doing seven posts a week personally. Let's see what else. Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention is when you have a podcast, you have so much content, and so often we put out an episode and then we kind of forget about it. Go back and choose maybe once every two weeks or once a week, depending on where you are with your posting schedule repurpose a past episode so that you can continue driving people to that episode, especially if you do any kind of seasonal episodes. Like if you put something out related to spring this year, next year, during the springtime, you can come back and you can repurpose that episode on social media. I think that that's something that people are not doing nearly enough. And especially if you haven't been doing much promoting with your episodes, like all is not lost. You can go back and you can share about them now. It doesn't have to happen the week that the episode goes live.
0: Yeah. And that's just a good tip in general. I think that we're tempted and it's easily, it's understandable. I even have to be careful of what I share. Cause I'm like, oh, I don't want to add to this. There's this pressure to always create new stuff, yes. right? Like to be fresh, to have some new stuff. But you, If you have a podcast, especially if you've been doing it for a while, like at least a year, you probably have like between 40 and 70 episodes, right? Maybe more. So yeah, go back and see what works. Like like how we said before, like what's working on your podcast is likely going to resonate on social media. And the cool thing is since you can see the downloads or the plays, then you can get a sense of like, oh, okay, people are really resonating with that. So you could either repurpose that same content or you could do a follow-up. Like, you know, you people really love this. So I want to add a little more. Here's my experience. By the way, if you have like an influencer type brand, personal brand, this works really well if you have like a certain product you've been using and you're doing like affiliate marketing. Or maybe if you have like, you're talking about something you've done in the classroom and you're still in the classroom, you're talking about like an update, what else you tried with your students, anything you can do to kind of show that there's a reason that you're covering that again, because the time has passed, I think is really good. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be new. I also wanted to share because I don't think a lot of people realize this, but the cross promotion is so important. So This one client I'm thinking of, she has a top 25% podcast. She gets like 5,000 downloads an episode. I'm like, amazing. So she has this amazing podcast. She has a following though. Listen though, she has 5,000 episodes downloaded a week, but she has 25,000 followers on Instagram. They're not matching. And I think that people automatically assume that your email subscribers, your Instagram followers, your podcast listeners, your YouTube subscribers, that they're all going to match. But that's not necessarily true. You have people who listen to your podcast religiously. They listen the whole time, every episode, they're not going to know where to find you on Instagram. They may not even be on social media. They might not care about social media. And then oppositely, you have people who just come across a reel or carousel mindlessly follow you. And they have no idea you have a podcast right? So you really do have to be doing that cross promotion. So I love that you said that. And that could even be like, you know, going the other way, like in your podcast, making sure that you ask them to follow you and maybe not even asking just to follow you. I like to say something like connect with me or send me a message. That way you show that like, you're not just asking something of them that you actually want to like help them. So I feel like that will just be better received anyway. But yeah, I love, love what you said about cross promotion. So good.
1: Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I talk about this a lot. Like I think Podcast, email, and social media are like the trifecta. And if you can, personally, I like to start with my podcast episode and make that my theme for the week across email, social media makes things so much easier. It makes your messaging clear and it hits all of those different people in all of those different places because you're totally right, Brittany. Like You can't assume that just because somebody is following you on social media that they even know that you have a podcast and vice versa.
0: Yeah, and what's also interesting is that like some people still don't know what podcasts are, totally, or they don't. Yeah, listen, which I know blows my mind. Yeah, but or they just <laughs> listen, or they just don't listen to podcasts. Like yeah. my sister, I sent her a podcast, and she's like, "Oh, I hate podcasts." I'm like, "What? How do you hate podcasts?" And she's like, "I don't have the patience to sit there and listen for a whole thirty minutes." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, that's an interesting perspective. I wouldn't have yeah. thought of that." Yeah, but I was like, "But you know, there are other podcasts, right? Like some are only five minutes, but people don't know." I know especially if you're in this entrepreneur world, teacherpreneur world, it's so easy to get like fixated on that and we get in our bubble and we forget that there's whole like normal people out there that are like just living their lives. So, yes. Yeah, yeah I cool think we again.
1: feel that way too like if like I know people who are thinking about starting a podcast but they know like two other people in their niche who have a podcast so they're like, oh well there's already two other podcasts that exist. I'm like are you kidding me? How many EPT people are in your same niche? How many Instagram people like just because there's two podcasts out there doesn't mean that there's not all these other people who would want to listen to yours. I think we forget how many people there really are and how many people we have the potential to reach.
0: Right. And that's why I believe in the collaboration thing because I listen to more than one person for one thing, right? Like, yes. I listen to Pat Flynn and I listen to Amy Porterfield. Right. Like, like, there's more than one person you can hear because I appreciate that they have different approaches. Now, I will say, if you're going to do that, I do think you have to have a strong filter again of like, you know, that advice is for me. That advice is not for me. That advice is for me right now. Is this advice for me later? But yeah. So much good stuff. Love this so much. Where can people go and connect with you and find you on socials on your podcast?
1: Yeah. So I have made it super simple. I am podcasting for educators everywhere. That's my website. That's the name of my podcast. That is my Instagram and my Facebook. Super easy.
0: Love it. And that's such a good branding thing. If you can't snag the name for everything, try to do it because, exactly. you know, if you can. All right. Well, thanks so much again for joining us. And if you're watching this on the replay and you're in the Facebook group, come and comment, talk with Sarah, talk with me. And if you're not in the Facebook group, come and join us because then you can see live podcast episodes. All right. Bye for now, everybody. Bye.